You're listening to the Sports Brothers Podcast by Sam and Brian Dostal. Everything sports, all the time. Championship to the Bay Area. They've been so diehard fans for so long, and they deserve it. Um, I was just talking to Draymond. He leave. two years ago. We were sitting on this court after a second-round loss to San Antonio, thanking them for the support. Fast forward two years later, we were four wins away from the goal. So this is pretty special. Finally have our NBA Finals matchup, folks. You just heard it. Golden State Warriors versus the Cleveland Cavaliers. Thanks to Marv Albert and Steph Curry for our little introduction there in the Black Eyed Peas for Let's Get Started Here. But it is Brian Dossler here for the Sports Brothers Podcast. Sam right now is away at work with the Connecticut Tigers and Dodd Stadium. For those of you that know, he has a job with uh, the Connecticut Tigers. He's doing the play-by-play announcing, so I'll be taking the... The reins in this one going by myself uh, and Sam will be back on the podcast on Saturday or Sunday, depending on which day we uh, do another podcast, probably Saturday during the middle of the day, so look forward to that podcast. Today it's going to be a lot of recapping, a lot of recapping of the Western and Eastern Conference Finals, uh, including a forgotten man in Cleveland, uh, someone that is not getting enough credit, go over more of that later, uh, and the Hawks, where Will they be next year? We'll talk about that a little bit. Uh, then we'll head over to the Diamond Major League Baseball as the Philadelphia Phillies general manager had some interesting comments to say about his fan base and then a little NHL playoffs and FIFA corruption. But that's all for uh, today with the podcast. Again, you'll listen to the Sports Brothers podcast. You can listen to us off NicoDiGregorio.com. Nico uh, the Nico Empire, as he calls. You can check out all of his podcasts as well. be having one. I'm assuming in the next few days. Uh, and a little shout-out to a, uh, a follower of the Nico Show and, and now of us, uh, at Davey Mike, at Davey underscore Mike. He was talking to Nico on Twitter, and he, uh, he found us. He was wondering if you're from the Sports Brothers from Atlanta or if you're from Miami. Well, we're neither. Uh, but we're happy to have you as a listener. We hope that you can be a contributor, and feel free to tweet at us, tweet, tweet at me or Sam or at Sport Brothers, our, our Twitter page, uh, to join in the conversation. Uh, so thank you to at Davey underscore Mike. But today, let's start off with the Western Conference Finals. Last night, the Warriors, they clinch the series. They win in five games over the Houston Rockets. And I had said that this was going to be a five-game series. I, I expected the Rockets to get one game at home. That's what they did. It took 45 points from James Harden to do it, but they got it. Uh, and they avoided a sweep that way. But it's so, so tough to beat this Golden State team at home. They've only lost three times all year at home. And and really, uh, Clay Thompson, he was banged up in the second half. Uh, he had the, the lacerations on his ear. Uh, he, he played well, which is a, a very good sign for Golden State because he has struggled in this postseason. He has struggled uh, in this series, uh, specifically against the Rockets. Uh, Steph Curry coming off the, the contusion, the head contusion from Game four, uh, he, I mean, he still put in 21 points and have a bad night. 
but he was in the Steph Curry, only 3 of 11 from behind the arc. So uh, really what I think, uh, what put him over the top in this Game 5, this clinching win, was the rebounding margin. You, you look at uh, the rebounding margin this one, 59 to 59 in favor of the Golden State Warriors. Mind you, this is a team with Dwight Howard that's supposed to be getting you know, double-doubles and cleaning up the boards. Now, he's not saying he's done a bad job this postseason. I mean, he's had some good games and some bad games. But Dwight Howard, uh, it, you know, just sometimes he's there. And when he's there, he's one of the best. But there's other times where you're wondering where he is and he's not really helping on the offensive or defensive glass. I mean, Andrew Bogut, you have any points, so you wouldn't think you make much of an impact, but you have 14 rebounds. 14 rebounds. Uh, and... And Festus Azealia, this this is a guy that was beating, not beating up, but keeping uh, Dwight Howard in check. 12 points, 9 rebounds. But Harrison Barnes is the reason why they're able to, the, the Warriors were able to pull away in this game. 24 points, 7 rebounds in this one. And he had a little spurt in the fourth quarter where he scored 7 out of the, out of 9 points for the Warriors in a very short span. And uh, that's that's the scary thing about this Golden State team is, is anyone can get hot in a matter of seconds. I mean, most noteworthy can be Steph Curry or Clay Thompson. You know, they're going to be having a bad game, and, and all of a sudden they see one shot fall, and, you know, they're going to go on their run of a note. It was Harrison Barnes in this one uh, to help them get the victory. Uh, but th- this, moving a little forward uh, to this to the finals, uh, we got two teams that haven't been there in this situation in quite some time. 2007 for the Cleveland Cavaliers, they got swept by the San Antonio Spurs, and it's been 40 years for the Golden State Warriors. Haven't won an NBA championship since 1975. Beat the Bullets in four games when Rick Barry was the Finals MVP. So one of these two cities is going to be heartbroken. They're going to—it's it's not going to be a good feeling. I mean, obviously, it's never—it's never a good taste when when your favorite team or when your team loses in the NBA Finals, but. One of these two teams is obviously going to lose. And one of these two teams is going to feel that they are right there, they had it in their grasp, and they couldn't capture that moment. I mentioned 1975 was the last year the Warriors won an NBA championship. It's been since 1964 that Cleveland, as a, as a city, hasn't won a professional championship. 1964, the Cleveland Browns uh, won a Super Bowl. So it's been a while for both cities, for both Oakland and Cleveland. And again, one of those two cities is going to be heartbroken when their team doesn't win. I I think this game, this series is going to go six or seven games. I think it'd be great if it goes seven. Oracle Arena in a game seven. I don't think anything could beat it. Uh, but we will be. I will be giving my uh, my NBA Finals preview next podcast. So make sure you tune in for that one over the weekend with Sam and myself. But you can't. This is going to be a good series. This you got the MVP this year. You got a multiple MVP in LeBron James on, on that side. Uh, you have a lot a lot of talent in, in this NBA's finals, uh, and the, it seems like the overwhelming favorite going into this finals is Golden State Warriors. Now, I think now that doesn't surprise me. I'm not, I'm not saying that that's shocking to me, but some people are saying you know they're going to sweep right through and they're going to win five games. Let's remember the Cleveland Cavaliers still have LeBron James. Uh, and let's talk about LeBron James. A few nights ago, obviously clinched the Eastern Conference Finals. He's headed to his fifth straight NBA Finals appearance. And and I, I'm getting sick and tired of this comparison. And to me, it's very tough to compare these two players, Michael Jordan and LeBron James, because you know there's things on, on Twitter saying you know, five straight 
NBA Finals appearances, but 6-0 is more impressive. Well, let's also keep in mind that LeBron is still in his career. So I don't think it's really fair to make any comparison between two different athletes when one is still playing because more accomplishments or you know more failures could happen. So I don't think we can make an accurate uh, comparison or you can't have a, a, a right answer just yet. But I will say this. LeBron James is a very is a very rare breed of basketball. This is a 6'8 uh, forward, if you will, that can guard, that can dribble like a guard, can, can, can defend a guard, and he can defend a big man. I mean, he can power through. He can do a lot of different things. I mean, his one knock, uh, three, the three ball, I mean, he's not the best three-point shooter. Not bad, not terrible. Shoots around 35%. Not, not great, but not, again, not terrible. Uh, if you want to compare it defensively with Jordan, Jordan was better three-time uh, defensive player of the year. LeBron James has none. But to me, LeBron James has a lot of pieces of a lot of legends. Uh, then again, Michael Jordan, you know he you could he has the biggest clutch gene. Now clutch gene and that's that's comparing people in the clutch uh, can be difficult. But I don't know. It's it's a whole big mess. I don't really want to go dig too much into it. Um, but, you know, let's, let's talk about the forgotten man in Cleveland. Why don't we, you know, there, there's, there's one guy in Cleveland that has not gotten any credit. And to me, it should be the guy, this, this fellow should be getting the most credit of anybody. Uh, you know, and it's, it's their head coach, David Blatt. Everyone's talking about LeBron James getting back to the finals, Cleveland, the city, a 51 year drought, all that, all that. But no one is talking about the head coach, David Blatt. Remember, he came over from Europe, and when he first came over here, he didn't have LeBron James. So the expectations for David Blatt when he first got there was to keep building this franchise. To, okay, you know, we have another chance for a lottery pick. Uh, They got the first overall pick. uh, and, And keep building. Once LeBron James came to Cleveland... All those expectations went out the door and said NBA Finals are bust. So it's a completely different uh, dynamic there. Oh, and then they add Kevin Love. Yeah, now you got Now you really got to win this thing. And things didn't go out. Didn't go so well in the beginning of the year. I mean, remember this team lost to the New York Knicks in in the opener. The Knicks. The Knicks had like 15 wins all season and won them against the Cavs. J.R. Smith and Mon Shumpert helped on the other side in that one for the Knicks in that victory over the Cavaliers. But pieces were just going in and out all year for this Cavs team. You had Anderson Vergeau that went down with an injury was done for the year. You had Deion Waiters that was traded. You, you, you got, uh, you know, you got, uh, you got Timothy Mozgov coming in. You got Shumpert. You got J.R. Smith coming in. So you feel like you got everything that's set going to the playoffs, right? I mean, you got this team that's clicking on all cylinders the chemistry's there. They're playing well. You know they couldn't make up all the ground against the Hawks and get that one seed, but they still got the two seed. And at the beginning of the year, you know it, it just didn't seem like anything. You know, it, like a four or five for for the Cleveland Cavaliers to be their best seed. But they end up getting the two seed, and then another obstacle happens for Coach Blatt. Right, game three in the first round of the playoffs against the Boston Celtics. Kevin Love dislocated shoulder, done for the postseason. So that's another obstacle he has to he has to uh, move around, and then you move over to the next series. Kyrie Irving gets injured, his ankle, right? So he has to worry about that. Irving missed a couple games. 
But we're getting all the credits of LeBron James. Not saying he doesn't deserve any credit. He does. But just remember, don't take it for granted. Just because David Blatt has the best player in the world means that it's an easy ride. It's not. What Eric Spolstra did in Miami is not easy. You can say it's against Eastern Conference. It's the less of the two conferences. I don't care. This is that's not Coach Blatt's fault. He was he beat the teams he was, that was put in front of him. He can't control anything outside that. Now are the Warriors the toughest competition for the Cavaliers? Absolutely. I think you could even go the same way for the Golden State Warriors from top to bottom. And the Cavs are are their best opponent this postseason. But give credit where credit is given due, and David Blatt so far has gotten no love for his 12 and 2 record in this postseason. Derrick Rose was injured, uh, you know, not fully healthy. Paul Gasol got hurt in this series. Again, Kevin Love got hurt. Kyrie Irving got, got, got hurt. The Cavaliers have had many obstacles over this season to overcome. And they're still standing in the Eastern Conference. Give some credibility there. Because a lot of people aren't. They're, for, they're forgoing this guy. They're take, again, they're taking it for granted just because you're LeBron James. You know, just, just means you're in there. This isn't a video game where you can just take 50 shots with LeBron James and, and win. This isn't like that. Did LeBron James take a lot of shots in Game 3? Yeah, I think it was like 34 whatever. He started 0 for 10, right? And ended up with 37, 13, and 11 or something. Something ridiculous like that. But 37, 18, and 13. But give credit where credit is given due. Remember, this Hawks team, a 61 team in the regular season, they blow them out in four games. They absolutely destroy them. Again, last time I'll say, give more credit to David Blatt because he's not getting nearly enough as he deserves for the Cavaliers being in this NBA Finals. Speaking of the Atlanta Hawks, where do they go from here? Do we see them winning 60 games again next year? They go 16-20 in the regular season. They get the one seed. Damari Carroll and Paul Millsap are free agents. Damari Carroll already saying, you know, like these guys, he, he was saying these guys are my brothers, you know, good chemistry, my family... You know, he said that's all put into his decision where he goes this offseason, this summer. Uh, but what's this team going to look like next year? You know, you have a young point guard, Dennis Schroeder. Uh, you have an improving De- Jeff Teague. Uh, you know, Kyle Korver, you know, assuming he gets healthy for next season. Uh, and, you know, what, what's going to happen? It's I never thought this team was going to get to the NBA Finals. Uh, I, I personally thought, as if you listen to prior podcasts, that this team was going to lose to the Wizards. In the in the Eastern Conference semifinals, and they almost did. They they won they won in six games, and if Paul Pierce had taken a shot, point two seconds early, we'd have gone in overtime. But I just don't think this team right they have can be built to beat a Cleveland Cavaliers, a Chicago Bulls, and they squeaked it by a very very good Washington Wizards team that didn't have John Wall for a game, and he wasn't healthy uh, in all those games. But uh, it's it's tough to tell where this team is going to go and, and see who they draft. You know they got to get bigger. Remember, the, the rebounding is is this team's issue, and uh, they were lacking that in 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 the series against against the Cavs mightily. Uh, back to the Rockets. James Harden had decided to have the worst game of his career in the biggest game of his career. Uh, two for 11, 14 points, thirteen turnovers, an NBA playoff record. Not only is that a Houston 
Rockets like franchise record, but that's like really bad uh, NBA record. Bad. 13 turnovers. Not what he wanted in that one. Uh, excuse me, 12 turnovers. 12 turnovers for, for the Beard. Uh, but again, an NBA playoff career high. You don't want to be setting those in that kind of category. Um, you know, it was still a good season for the Rockets. 56 and 26. They get the two seed in the Western Conference. And again, this is the conference that everyone, it's, it's clearly better than the Eastern Conference. Uh, they beat the Mavericks. They came back first, the Clippers. They fell short against the Warriors, against the Western Conference favorite. Uh, now, not saying this is easy for James Harden this morning, but uh, it's certainly uh, something to keep your head up high because they, they didn't make strides. You know, last year they were the five seed. They're four of the five seed in the Western Conference. They lost on the Damian Lillard buzzer beater in the first round. You know, they small steps. They made the next step. They made it to the Western Conference Finals. Let's see if next year they can get over the top. I mean, basically, they need defense. That's what it is. You know, their offense is free-flowing. It's it's getting tra- transition, uh, get fast-break points, throw up a lot, of th- a lot of three balls, but they need some perimeter de- de- defense. Ugh, excuse me. If they had Patrick Beverly, this I think could be a completely different series, but, uh, you know, maybe some less threes would, would go down. They need That's what they need. They need perimeter guards. They need guys that want to play defense. Jason Terry uh, isn't going to be your is, – isn't your uh, defensive stopper. We know James Harden isn't. Trevor Reese is. I mean, Dwight Howard, when he wants to, is their best defender. When he wants to. That's, that's the key. It's a long layoff for both these teams. We head to the NBA Finals, isn't it? Getting a week off, and then they got two days off in between. Now, that's just ridiculous that they get two days off with no travel. I mean, give me a break. If, if this goes seven, game seven is slated to be June 19th. June 19th, I mean, that's three, three and a half weeks away. Oh, man, uh, you can't really get into a flow. Can't get into a flow. Uh, some breaking news in right now. Tom Thibodeau has been fired, will not be retained by the Chicago Bulls, so he's out in the open market, and I think this is a mistake by the Bulls. I, I do. Uh, you know, this is a, a, a very, very, very good coach, and they let him go. Uh, and had players been healthy, I think it would have been a different year. I mean, remember, the Bulls, despite all the additions that the Cavs made in the offseason when they added LeBron James, when they added Kevin Love, the Bulls were still, they, you know, they were saying, if Derrick Gross is healthy, this is the best team in the Eastern Conference. Paul Gasol had an all-star year, Jimmy Butler uh, as well. So, again, whoever is put into the, is, is going to Chicago uh, will have a pretty good roster. Um, and am I saying Tom Thibodeau to New Orleans? Who doesn't want to coach Anthony Davis at this point? Just about ready to get into the prime of his career. Uh, and if, I mean, if he hasn't played his best basketball yet, then boy, oh boy. Uh, you are listening to the Sports Brothers Podcast. Uh, and yes, thank you for listening. Uh, and you can check out us on NicoDiGregorio.com. I will be having a... Uh, NBA Finals preview article that'll be off our website, the Sports Brothers blog wordpress.com. Uh, that'll be next week. Actually, not really sure. And well, I guess I could have time. I'm working four days next week, so that's that's going to be a uh, a busy week for myself. I have the Rock Hats this coming weekend, uh, starting tomorrow night. Uh, so that'll be my second series, and I'm not sure if I 
told you guys uh, how the first weekend went, but it was good. It was almost two weeks now, but I uh, got in the groove, and things were going well. Production internship with New Britain Rockcats, just kind of you know, hang out, watch baseball, and do some editing every so often. And uh, you can listen to Jeff Dooley on 1410 uh, when the Rockcats are playing, and then for the post game when you hear the the uh, the cuts or or the the play the play by play from earlier in the game that's me hitting play that's my edit um, so that's for those of you that uh, wanted to know that um, again thank you to at Davy underscore Mike for finding us hope you are not disappointed by the by the podcast all right now let's head to the to Major League Baseball and the Philadelphia Phillies. Some major controversy, and when I saw these comments, I immediately got all fired up. Nothing fires me up more than uh, when people talk trash about the Phillies fan base like this. Not because I'm a Phillies fan, I'm a Red Sox fan. So really, I mean, if anything, the Phillies and the Red Sox are uh, rivals in in a sense. But uh, the general manager for the Philadelphia Phillies, Ruben Amaro Jr., uh, went out to the press and... Let's see, let's see. Uh, he said that the fans, the Philadelphia Phillies fans, quote, don't understand the process. Uh, and and he's saying it's not all Philadelphia fans, but you know, just he's saying the Phillies fans to be patient. And for two, three years now, I have been one of those fans, baseball fans, that have uh, really been disappointed in the organizational moves for this Philadelphia Phillies team. You look at the roster, and I'm not talking about the guys that you never heard of. I'm talking about Cole Hamels, Chase Utley, Ryan Howard, Carlos Ruiz, Cliff Lee, all those guys. You know, they're part of the 2008-2009 run. That happened six, seven years ago. See, the problem with the Phillies is they're still living in the past right now. As much as they don't want to admit it, they are living in the past. They have backloaded all these deals with these guys, and yes, Chase Utley, he had a heck of a year last year, was an all-star, hasn't panned out this year. But why do they still have Cole Hamels at this point? Why do you have these players? The Phillies are not winning a World Series championship with Cole Hamels. I'm sorry, it's not going to happen. Because if you have Cole Hamels, that means you have no younger players, that means you have no bright future. According to Baseball America, the Phillies have the 21st best farm system. 21st out of 30. That means only nine teams have a worse farm system. Their average age is the eighth oldest in Major League Baseball at 29.2. Get younger. Get rid of Carlos Ruiz. Get rid of Cole Hamels. You finally got rid of Jimmy Rollins. You finally got rid of him. But the guys that I just mentioned, Hamels, Ali, Howard, uh, Ruiz, Cliff Lee, Jonathan Pavlon, none of those players are in your next World Series. None of them. You need to get young. And they have had plenty of opportunities to get rid of Cole Hamels and get young prospects. I mean, point in case with the Boston Red Sox, if they had said yes to a couple deals, they could have Mookie Betts, they could have Blake Swire, they could have... Those top prospects. They could pretty much have any big-time prospect 
in Major League Baseball, but they're too stubborn to say no, and just because he has that contract till 2020, they want to keep him there. You know, they they feel like they can hold on, for, they can hold on to Hamels as long as they want to. No, you want to get him when he's effective. He better be gone. He better be out of Philadelphia Phillies uniform by the July 31st trade deadline. Otherwise, I, what do you what do you want them to do? I mean, they need to get younger. And I've been saying this for. Two, three years now. This isn't 2008 anymore, Philadelphia Phillies. This is 2015. And there's a problem when you put Grady Sizemore, Cody Ash, and Abdul Herrera out there in your starting starting day, opening day lineup. That's an issue. What has what have the Phillies organization done in the last two, three years to excite this fan base? What big trade have they made? What guy have they signed in the offseason? Crickets. Cricket. Cricket. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. At least the Red Sox are signing Pablo Sandoval, so it's, it looks exciting. At least the Yankees are getting Jacoby Ellsbury. At least they're get you know, they're doing nothing to excite this fan base. Don't turn on your own fan base like that. You don't. You, you can say that behind closed doors, right? You, you can say that, but don't say that to the media. Do not say that. What was it? Don't under quote the fans don't understand the process. And Amaro Jr. continues to say we will remain conservative. If you remain conservative, then you will continually having these under five hundred seasons. You will continually be at the bottom of the NL East. You'll be continuing to be irrelevant if you remain conservative, because that means you still have Cole Hamels. That still means you have Ryan Howard. Those players were effective for your team with a playoff run six, seven years ago, not in 2015. They haven't been in the postseason since 2011. They've been in the postseason the last five years. You need to see that you're in a rebuilding mode. It doesn't, it doesn't fully seem like they think they are. You know, they're halfway, right? But, you know, Grady Sizemore does not get you any younger on your team. <laughs> I mean, he, does, he doesn't help up your ball club for your future. He's not part of your future plans in five years. Maybe even next year. Who, who knows with Sizemore? <sighs> Nothing fires me up more than this. And, I mean, it's been two, three years where they, they, they need to face reality and say, hey, we need to get rid of these guys. The NHL, Game 7 for both the Rangers and the Lightning. Or, I should say, Game 7 for both conference series. Uh, Rangers, Lightning on Friday. Ducks, Blackhawks on Saturday. And boy, oh boy, I mean, this Game 7. I mean, you can't go wrong with it. Right? It's going to be in New York, Madison Square Garden. And it's going to be in Anaheim uh, for that series. I'm personally rooting for Rangers, Blackhawks. I mean, you got two original six teams. I know that a Lightning Ducks uh, series to the more uh, educated hockey fan, more enthusiastic hockey, hockey fan would say those two teams because they're quicker, uh, they're faster, more exciting to see. But I don't know to me, Rangers Blackhawks seems like a nice you know nice series there. Uh, FIFA corruption: nine uh, head officials, people were arrested yesterday. And it's just really surprising. I mean, everyone knew that these guys were doing this. Uh, and 
it just it, it's a whole whole big mess. Uh, but finally, they caught the guys, uh, and I mean, really, th- this is like <laughs> t- to me. This I mean, if you're the nine guys, th- this is like you sneak into your to your parents' closet and you see what your Christmas present is, and then you act surprised on Christmas morning. Oh, you got me an Xbox. Oh, right, yeah. This is like they knew that everyone knew. Give me a break. It's even worse about this is the World Cup is still in Qatar in 2022. I don't know why. I don't know why they were even on the board, let alone chosen. This is a country that can't keep itself up, and now we're going to put a worldwide event where millions upon millions of people go and watch these games, where it's 90 million degrees there, and we're going to play soccer there. It's it's not a safe environment. It, it's not good. I mean they they need to build soccer fields and, and, and facilities and, and all that. And it's, it's where, where's the money coming from? Some more FIFA news. Uh, there's 12 national women's teams that are going to be in FIFA 16. Yeah, that's how I feel about it too. I Damon Gray he he texted me about it. He showed me or I saw a video of the, the trailer for it, but. You know, I'll, if if I or if Damon gets it, if he gets that game or whatever, I'll play maybe a couple games with the teams. It's like, whatever. All right, well, you know that's gonna do it for today's podcast. Just about thirty minutes, right where I wanted it. Uh, make sure you tune in to our next podcast, which will probably be on Saturday with Sam. We'll have an NBA Finals preview, and we'll get his thoughts on uh, on the two conference finals between the Hawks. Cavaliers and the Rockets versus Houston. Remember, I'll be having an article next week. That'll be an NBA Finals preview. Just remember, give Coach David Blatt credit where credit's given uh, due because he deserves it. The man's been through a lot, a roller coaster of emotions, a roller coaster of expectations, and it seems like he's not getting enough love. So make sure you check out this podcast. Uh, download it on iTunes. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Please, please, please. Right now we have 13, so very pleased with that. We want to keep that rolling, uh, keep those hits up, keep the views up. Um, But other than that, have a great day, folks. Stay cool.